Namaste, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome to tonight's awesome, awesome, awesome presentation, interactive session with truly one of the most incredible human beings I have ever met. Mr. Anil Gupta came into my life many, many years ago through the Tony Robbins experience when I walked around Date with Destiny event in Boca Raton and I saw this beautiful man wearing a blank t-shirt with a big red heart on him. And I had to walk up to him and say, I gotta ask you, what is that all about? Now, that was many, many years ago, and since then, this man has not just amazed me, but he's really touched my heart and allowed me and my wife to truly grow. It allowed us to grow because we understood so many things about him, not just by reading about him, but by experiencing him. What we read about him, that he knows Richard Branson very well, plays tennis with him regularly. He's done amazing things for very influential people in the world, even managed to add some fun jokes and spend some time with people like Mike Tyson and Tony Robbins. Being a huge fan of Tony myself, when I found out Anil was there in Tony Robbins' first platinum group, Tony's first mastermind group, Anil was right there with them. Now, the most incredible things that this gentleman has helped so many outstanding, successful, influential people in the world step back into their hearts and understand what's really important. Now, the most beautiful and simple things about him that he's always wearing the same black t-shirt with a great heart on him. And he's always basically clearly just wearing his heart right there in front of us. So Anil, welcome, welcome. I love having you with us. Uh, I, I'm grateful to you, Gil. You know, uh, we met and the reason we met was because of a vibrational energy. When you see someone with a beautiful vibrational energy, there's nothing you can do. You have to approach them some way if you're called to do that. And everything we do is vibrational. So as you become a, a different human being, as you grow, your vibrational energy changes, then beautiful things happen. People will come to you. Deals will come to you. Business will come to you. Relationships will come to you. So I ask you today, listen up, take action, because a lot of people think that knowledge is power, but it's not. Knowledge is not power unless you take action. And if you take action today, I promise you, everything changes. I love that. Thank you. So, you know, we've had quite a few people in our community send in some questions. Our team prepared some questions. And I always have questions that I'm ready to share with you. But I want to go back a little bit and share something with the team and with the audience of things they might not know about you. So can you give us a little bit about, you know, who is Anil Gupta and where does he come from? What has he been up to for the last 40 years? Not just what he's doing today that's awesome. Okay, so I was born in Africa. Not many people know that. And then from Africa, we moved to London. I lived in London for 35 years. I was a, uh, an optometrist, so I used to examine eyes. I lived about two miles away from the Queen, Her Royal Highness. Um, she would invite me to come around, but I was just so busy. And then <laughs> you didn't like her flavor of <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I'm a more of a coffee drinker, so you know. Anyway, um, and then in 2002 we moved to the USA. In a, I live in a town called Celebration, which is a town built by Disney, the happiest town in the world. And I've been here 17 years. I, I'm on a mission to reach a billion people by sharing my gifts, talking to wherever I can. And as Aaron asked, always say yes. If you invite me to speak, I'll always say yes. So, um, so, so glad to be here and uh, share my knowledge because 
it's not my knowledge actually i don't own anything whatever i i uh, talk about you can take it you can use it you can share it and that that's the, the great thing about personal development is that i own nothing it's for everybody's use hmm. that's awesome thank you before you became who you are today before you had your or while you were going through your successful failures while you were growing is there a specific point of your life that you believe truly helped you become who you are today? I know we all have these few points, but is there one point that you saw, maybe at the time it kind of it felt like a failure, but actually today you know it was your biggest win? Absolutely. It was November 20th, 2008. I, I was at a Tony Robbins event. I wanted to commit suicide because I'd lost everything on the stock market, real estate, uh, I was going to lose my house, the cars, the uh, student uh, uh, funds. Uh, it was a horrible experience. And I was fortunate enough, uh, by pure accident, so to speak, I got invited to this event with Tony. And uh, he had to do an intervention on me. His wife did a few interventions on me. His wife's brother did a few interventions on me. And eventually, my, I had to tell my wife. I said, honey, look, I've got some really bad news. I've lost everything on uh the stock market we've lost the house the car uh, everything and she looked up at me and smiled i said did you hear what i said she said yes i heard what you said you know honey i knew something was wrong you were behaving strangely and i thought it was something serious and i said this is serious i got a little bit angry at her she said no i i thought you were dying i thought you had cancer i'm not worried about the money i don't care about the money as long as you're safe you're healthy and we get to spend time with you. Even if we have to sleep in the streets, it doesn't bother me. Hmm. I said, really? And then she looked up, smiled, and gave me a hug and said, it's okay. Those two words, it's okay. Priceless. See, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. That gave me the freedom to let go of the attachment to being stupid, being a failure, being, you know, uh, a complete idiot and focus on the, the important stuff. And this is what we need to do. Focus on the important stuff. You know, what did Gil talk about today? His family, his friendships. And that is the important stuff. Don't focus on the money. The money will always come. Focus on the important stuff. And there is only one, two things, your relationships and your health. That's it. Don't, don't overthink this. And from there, everything started on the journey. My worst day became my best day. Now I talk about it. I did a TED talk on it. And I rejoice. I rejoice. That's amazing. I love that. I, I've heard that story before. And it, it, it's really, really beautiful. Just the whole idea of the it's okay uh, makes such a big difference, of course, as us men wanting to be heroes and proud men for our wives and our families the it's okay moment, that hug, that touch, uh, you know, completely switches how we are wired sometimes. It's, uh, this is all the ladies out there listening. That's how much power you actually have over the men in your life. That's amazing. And, yeah. you know, at what stage of your journey did you find yourself, like, you know, jumping up? Because you jumped up from being an awesome normal guy out there, you know, serving some people to suddenly working with some celebrities. And one of the questions a lot of people are always asking is, how do they move up the level of society? Which is kind of a random question. I get that asked all the time with, with networking. 
but a big part of it is mindset, right? So what did it for you to allow yourself to catapult yourself and work with the Richard Branson's and Mike Tyson's and all those people? I will tell you only if the people in the chat want to know. So I want to see some yeses. If you want to hear the answer to that, and it's a profound answer. Okay, so there's th four of you. There's three of you, four of you. Okay, you see in life, so- Gil, A lot me... of people are gonna be watching this on Facebook. So that's the okay. people who are not live with us right now. So let me tell you a story. Uh, a woman goes up to God and says to God, God, you know, I'm doing a lot of charity work. I wanna help a lot of people. Will you help me win the lottery? And God said, you know what? I get asked this so many times. I have to say yes to somebody and I choose you. Okay, I'll let you win the lottery. So the first week she didn't win. Second week she didn't win. Third week she didn't win. And she went up to God and said, God, look, I, I know you're a man of your word or a woman of your word. <laughs> you said you would let me win. He said, yes, yes, my dear. I said, I'd let you win. But you know, the thing is in life, you have to participate in your own success. And she said, what do you mean? He said, well, you have to buy a lottery ticket first, okay? So if you're just sitting on the sidelines, you're not participating in your own success because when you take part, that's when you get the answers. Okay, so uh, do you want to hear the answer? I only hear five yeses. Yes, 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 yes. Of course you want to hear the answer. Okay, so one sentence changed my life and this is the sentence. Be so amazing, you cannot be ignored. Be so amazing you cannot be ignored. And if you are ignored, it doesn't matter because how you show up on this planet will be this magnificent soul. If you do that one thing, I promise you everything changes. Uh, my first event was six people, then 10, 20, 50, 100, 500. Eventually, I spoke in front of 10,000 people. That was never possible if I didn't say yes. I was uh, at an event and they said, Anil, we, we have a slot for you to speak in in seven minutes. Do you want to take it? I said, yes. I didn't know what I was going to talk about. But you have to be ready. You have to be prepared. Okay. Success will come at you at some inopportune moment, but you have to be ready. You have to be ready. So practice being ready. Say yes. Put your systems in place. You know, I was coaching someone the other day, they're having a big event. And I said, have you got your uh, credit card processing in line? Oh, no. You know, how can you take an event and ask people to pay you if you don't have credit card processing? It's simple, but you have to be ready. You have to be prepared. So ladies and gentlemen, be so amazing. You cannot be ignored. Prepare for your success. Get ready for it. Practice it. Practice your Oscar uh, award-winning talk because it will come. Yeah, I know you're laughing, Gil. I know you're laughing. You've got something to share. Well, I'm laughing because I'm loving what you're sharing right now. <laughs> and a couple of things. So first of all, the good news is those of you who are now joining us on Facebook, I'm sorry that it was delayed. We did have a technical difficulty. My fault. We have the most incredible person in my world anil gupta right here with us you could check out a lot more in the link and the information about who anil is anil was just sharing with us the awesome story how you have to show up and say yes 
And it is really, really special that way. You know, the other day I was listening to a friend of mine, Sean Callagy, who's also very, very active in Tony Robbins' uh, world. But yeah. How you show up. And people a lot of times show up at events are like, like tired, or they show up at events hoping that the guy on stage is going to give them the magic pill, or they show up on a date and they're hoping that, you know, go ahead, prove yourself, tell me how good you are. And people do that, and I believe they do that because they've been hurt before. So, you yeah. know, you're, you're a magician when it comes to the heart. Why are people not showing up enough with a yes? Why are people not showing enough, I'm ready to serve? It's a very small percentage of the world that shows up and like, I love you without even getting anything returned. I'm ready to serve you. I'm ready to make a difference. So small percentage do that. Why is this big percentage showing up with fear? And they're not showing up with a yes. They're showing up with a no. But they don't want to be hurt. So if they, if they come in with, with he's going to say no, they're not going to be disappointed. As human beings, we love to be right. You know? So you'll, you'll go into, uh, you know, you'll go into a client and you think, oh, hey, he's not going to buy. He's not going to buy. He's not, he doesn't have money. He doesn't have money. So you'll make it happen. You'll sabotage the situation. Oh, you know, I knew it. I knew it. I'm, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. Same with relationships. We'll sabotage our relationships just so that we uh, 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 don't get hurt. We want to be right about the certain situations. We're judgmental. We're attached. We have expectations. So all of these factors really come from the past. So let me ask you a question. If you could get a clean slate and rub everything off and start from scratch, what would stop you? Nothing from the past. You can create a brand new future and you can do that today because there is no past. It's gone. You know, forgiveness is a big thing. Letting go is a big thing. And deciding that you are worthy. See, a lot of people have an issue with worthiness. So if you have an issue with worthiness, put your hand up and we're going to destroy that today. Yeah, okay. we have some problems with that, of yeah. course, in life. I have an issue with worthiness. It's being human. So if anyone says they never have an issue with worthiness, it's not true. But the secret is don't live in that world of not being worthy. If you see yourself, I'm not worthy, great. Acknowledge it, but don't resist it. Because if you resist it, it'll persist. So imagine we have, I'm going to make some money here. Okay. Imagine that's a $100 note. Okay. Actually, um, can we get a member of the audience to play? Um, yeah. Anyone in Zoom who, who it doesn't feel worthy, but you have to be quick. Anyone in the Zoom audience feels uh, unworthy at times and wants to get on stage? Who's been Do you have to this? participate? Anyone? Or I'll do this with Gil. I'm sure so we have someone. Dash, Daria. Come on, Daria. Daria. Come on, like. Okay. All right, Daria. Daria, you could turn your video on. Welcome, Daria. Let's see you. Okay, so Daria, can you hear me? We can't hear you. Okay, so Gil, I'll do this with you. 
So, Gil, how much is that? If that's a hundred dollar note, how much is it worth? A hundred bucks. Okay. If if you if you say to it, you're stupid, uh, you're a failure, uh, you'll never succeed. How much is it worth? Hundred bucks. You're unworthy. Uh, you're unlovable. How much is it worth? Still a good hundred bucks. Okay. If someone steps on you and spits at you and says that you're a piece of uh, dirt, how much is it worth? A hundred bucks. hundred bucks. So no matter what you say, no matter what happens to this hundred dollar note, it's always worth a hundred dollars. Yes. So its value will never change. So what I say to you, Gil, is that you are the equivalent of this $100 note. Your value will never change. You're always worthy. But there's an even bigger bonus here. Okay? So Gil, if I gave you this $100 note and bought $100 worth of goods from you, you could mm -hmm. use the same $100 to give to Daria to buy $100 worth of goods, who could give the same $100 note to Helena who could buy a hundred dollars worth, who would give it to Aaron for a hundred dollars worth of goods, to Zaina for a hundred dollars worth of goods. It could go on forever. So that hundred dollar note is worth a lot more than a hundred dollars because of the compounding effect. Mm. So it's the golden goose. You are the golden goose. It, once you realize that, no one can take the value away from you. There is no failure. You are totally worthy. This will change your life. The only reason a person commits suicide is if they do not feel worthy. Now, this thing will increase your worthiness to way beyond its, uh, a level that it's ever been. And today, the compounding effect of this over the rest of your life is huge. Incredible. I, I, I love the simplicity of this example and I'd love to go a little bit deeper with you on that because, you know, you're saying that and, and it's clear that people are afraid of rejection, they're afraid of what might occur, they're afraid of, of being hurt by someone else. But, you know, where we are today in the world is, is, is a very, very serious time where because of the quarantine, a lot of people either completely blew up on each other, and there's probably more divorces starting right now in the world than ever before, but there's probably going to be some babies in the next eight to nine months more than ever before, <laughs> which is pretty cool. You know, it's nice. But, you know, if we go deep down into it, anyone who's potentially listening or knows someone who's listening who recognizes that someone they know had some challenges when it came to the heart. It came to open communication. It came to being a little bit vulnerable with each other. You know, I'd like to come back to those mistakes that people make when it comes to opening up to each other, because I know you've caught me a couple of times making those mistakes. But let's talk about what really works out. What are those like super awesome questions a man can ask a woman in order to really, you know, connect with her. Okay. And then so, we'll get a woman asking a man. Okay. So let me ask the audience, what do men want? What do you think men want? Come on, write down what you think men want. Because, you know, you need to know what men want. And what do women want? You know, what do you think? Now, this, this will be very uh, eye-opening. 
Yeah, love, respect, trust. Love, peace. Yeah, trust, peace, yeah. respect, validation, recognition. Ah. So Margarita said, that's the hardest question. Margarita, it's really very simple. You're going to get an amazing breakthrough. Uh, support. Okay, that's interesting, isn't it? So it's very simple. Men only want one thing. And <laughs> men want respect. <laughs> okay. Men you're value respect. You would think you're going to say something else. <laughs> I know. <laughs> men also want that. Yes. <laughs> oh, Helena wrote <laughs> harmony. Oh, please. Yeah, I know. We love harmony, but most men don't want harmony. Men want respect above love. Women want love above respect. So the question a man can ask a woman is this, honey, what can I do to make you feel more loved? And then be quiet and listen to them. And then ask, what else can I do? What else can I do? What else can I do? So women normally want this. They want you to be present. They want to be heard. They want you to listen to them, not be distracted not to fix them. Women don't want to be fixed. They want to be loved. If, if it's by words. Happened, by the way, every once huh? in a while, she tells me about a problem and I'm trying to fix it. Yeah, I'm learning it, that it's, one. Yeah, it's, it's common. Uh, but this is what women want. They want to feel love. You know, little actions, little gifts, little words, little touches makes the difference that makes the difference. And, you know, let me ask another question. Do you think relationships are 50-50? Who thinks relationships are 50-50 or 60-40, 40-60? Who thinks that? While you're thinking so, that, I'll ask the next, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, uh, Aaron is right. They're, they're, he's absolutely I'm, I'm right. 50, but I'd like to say they are. Yeah, no, it's 100-100. So when you That's first start dating, you make the other person your number one priority. Yes. And then when you're in a relationship, you get married, you start taking each other for granted. Then later on, it becomes transactional. They do something for you, you do something for them. That's when the relationship breaks down. So if it's 100-100, if you make your partner your number one priority, they will never, ever leave you, ever. It's very simple. Now, the question women need to ask men is this, what, what can I do to make you feel more respected? What else can I do? What else can I do? For me, I want to be told, good job, well done. I'm proud of you. Uh, you're amazing. Uh, thank you so much. And, you know, hugs, kisses, you know, little things like that. Touches. You know, if you, t if you do this, good job to me. I feel amazing. It's a small thing, but it's a big thing. And is that with every guy? Well, it's different for each person. For me, it's this. I mean, if, if your wife said to you, uh, you know, well done, I'm proud of you, how would you feel? Yeah, very good, of course. Yeah, you see, we're, we're, men are very simple. Very simple. And we overcomplicate things. There's no need to. Just keep it simple and serve your partner. And one of the biggest mistake, you know what one of the biggest mistakes that people make in marriages? Tell me. Getting married. 
the, the divorce rate would go down to zero if people didn't get married. Did you know that? <laughs> That's too funny, man. So I, the biggest mistake. Do, do you? So it's it's an in, you're saying it in a funny way, but you know now there's these discussions in the world about why people should get married and. Um, but like conscience uncoupling to so people getting these kind of special divorces. I think that for a lot of people that are listening, you know, even the business people that we have in our community who um, people were asking, hey, is, is Anil going to help us with our business? And, you know, our answers from our team is, of course, yes. You know, if we can, you know, have a harmony in your heart, if you can have balance in, in your love life at home, then your business is going to flourish. Can you give us some examples of where maybe you saw something, maybe one of your clients, something where that little switch of what happened at home and how that would affect their business? Because that is probably something that is very relevant to people right now, where there is stress at home. And because of that, there is uncertainties in the business. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, couples have issues and um, you know um, and it's not normally the issue is with the spouse it's with the child because you know you get married you know you have a 50 50 chance although every relationship thinks oh my my marriage is different so when you have a disharmony with your child if you're you know you're getting upset with the child or the child's getting upset with you or you're getting distances or you have worries about your child coupled with the worries about your partner your vibrational energy changes how you show up. So you, you, you're in fear and, and uh, uh, um, upset mode when you go to work and then you, you don't always make the right decisions. And when you don't make the right decisions, you get a, a compounding effect, a snowballing effect. And how you show up isn't as a leader. You, you show up as a, an, an, an uncertain person, an uncertain leader. And that creates... Uh, a disharmony in the lower ranks. So what I'm trying to say is everything is connected, you know, and it's about communication. How do you communicate with your staff? How do you communicate with your team? How do you communicate with your leadership? Because if, if you have uncertainty and if you have fear, they will sense that. And they're, they're thinking there's something wrong with them. They're thinking there's something wrong with the company. They're thinking there's something wrong with the business. And you're not showing up the best version of you. If you're only showing up at 30 or 40% and other people are showing up at 80 and 90, your business is going to be affected. Everything mm -hmm. is related. And I'm not talking about balance, but it's an equilibrium here. You know, you, you work on your business, you work on your relationship. So they'll never be balanced. There are times that you're working on your relationship. There are times you're working on your business, but it's a beautiful equilibrium here. And then once you have that equilibrium, it's very smooth and purposeful and three things will happen. You'll have more energy. You'll enjoy the process more and you'll, um, you'll have a lot more time because you'll be more productive. So everything is connected. And if, if anyone has specific questions, I'd be happy to answer them. I, I love what you were just saying of what we'll get more of, you know, I'm always, um, so, you know, for, for so many years, we've been pushing on masterminds in the world, not really understanding where it came from, but understanding, and you've been a, a lot of our masterminds, you facilitate some incredible masterminds in our lives. And for me, it's always about seeing how people will activate this, you know, higher level in themselves. 
And with some people, it's activating the collective genius. But with many others, it's actually activating the collective heart, where we're all actually, you know, just connected that way. And I find that um, when Katya and I at home, we get into a sharing session, we're just really being there for each other and creating space for each other. That's where the deepest connections actually are made. That's where yeah. really magic gets created. Now, for, for those people right now who are sitting at home, some people quarantine is finished, some people quarantine is not finished. I know you got a special formula. You know, you have a beautiful formula that you, know, you, you have in your book. Um, it's a happiness formula. And it's really important these days to give this to people. Um, can you share a little bit more about that happiness formula and how people can make use of that today? They're like, you go to the husband and their wives, their kids, come on, everyone, let's sit down and let's work out the, the happiness formula. Yeah, and the beautiful thing about this formula is instant. So the formula is this, happiness is equal to G cubed. G times G times G. The first G is you have to give. Your time, your energy, your love, your commitment, your joy, your gift, your money. Give it away, but not wanting anything in return. A pure gift. The second G is you have to be grateful for what you have and don't focus on what you don't have. So a lot of people I know are, are in difficulties because of this uh, COVID, but you don't focus on what you've lost. Focus on the things that you have left. Like my wife said, you know, you still have me, you still have the kids. They're the important things. If you start focusing on what you have, you're not gonna get stress. You're gonna get calmer, then you can find solutions. The third G is you have to grow emotionally, physically, spiritually, and mentally. Now, whenever you're upset, whenever things are not going well, there are three levels of those Gs, give, grow, gratitude. One of them will be way below the rest. That's the one you need to work on. So this gives you clarity. It, it takes you away from overwhelm and you only have to do one thing because when you're in overwhelm, when you're upset, you're thinking, what do I do? What do I do? This is one thing you need to do and if you work on the lowest G, everything rises. So if you ask me what my lowest G at any time is, it'll take me 10 or 15 seconds to, to work that out. So I'd ask you, of the three Gs, give, grow, gratitude, what's your lowest one right now? Um, for me, I'd say it's, um, maybe it's growing. Um, okay. Yeah, right now, because it's more about uh, putting out fires um, and it's more about trying to solve the, the problems in the business. So I'm finding that we're giving a lot and I'm trying to stay as grateful as possible to, to partners and suppliers and the team. But maybe growing, even though I'm creating new businesses, it's coming from resourceful and it's not, not necessarily coming from growth. Okay, so that gives you clarity that tells you this is the area I need to grow on. So uh, if you just listen to Gil's uh, wording, he said, trying to, okay? So if I said to you, look, I'll try and be on the call today, what are you thinking? Ah, you know, it's not that serious. So be careful of the language that we use. Uh, oh, I'll try and, and uh, be there. I was on a call the other day and the, the girl uh, I was coaching was using the word annihilate, destroyed, devastated. Mm -hmm. You know, when you use language like that, it affects your morale and happiness and joy. So 
be careful of the language that you use because it will dictate how you feel. You know, if you ask me, how am I doing? Amazing, even though I have a toothache. In that moment, I have to live into that world. So you have to put systems in place. And I know you've got great systems, but this is what you have to do. If you systemize everything, and then when something doesn't work, you can say, oh, this is where it's not working. Let's fix this. And then it's, it's beautiful again. Very simple. The less thinking you have to do, the better it is. And then you can work on the business. You can work on the relationship. You can work on your mission, purpose, and passion because your highest possible use is to use this to its best possible effect. Hmm. So if someone is sitting right now at home and there's a challenge in the relationship, maybe a husband and a wife, boyfriend and girlfriend sitting at home, challenged in the relationship, how would you suggest they bring up this give and grateful and grow? How, how can, what is the most gentle way of bringing up this exercise that doesn't make the other person feel a little bit intimidated or a little bit uncomfortable with the situation? Okay. So in, in that situation, what I would do is ask a, a different question first. So if say um, a, a, a man and woman are having a difficulty in a relationship, I would ask the man or the woman to ask themselves, what is it they used to do for their partner that they haven't done in a while? Was it buying a gift? Was it making a meal? Was it, you know, emptying the trash? Whatever it is, start doing the things you used to do. And then ask the partner, you know, honey, um, what can I do to make you feel more love? What can I do to make you feel more respected? Um, build up that rapport. So really the give, grow, grateful is for you to do personally. By you changing, your partner changes. So you don't necessarily have to do it together until you get to a point you say honey you know what i've got this great formula you know would you like to hear about it oh great you know sh shall we do it together you know so don't use it as a way to fix things work on yourself first that's the thing once you change everything changes you are the common denominator i hope that makes sense it does make sense and i hope that everyone caught that super simple golden nugget of an a golden nugget of an advice that anil just said so the easiest thing us especially i'm thinking as a man right here um that we could do is think about the things we used to do and stop doing them that's interesting actually it's really really powerful if we think about these these little things that we did when we were you know, kind of, you know, charming our, our, our girlfriends back in the days in the beginning, or when we want something with them, we would do that. Uh, and, you know, I, I've thought about that over the years. And every once in a while, I'll see myself kind of pushing myself to, you know, I, it's almost like we take it for granted sometimes and we forget, you know, I used to love cooking for Katya all the time, but now we have a woman that cooks for us all the time. But you know, we woke up on, on Saturday morning and I just grabbed the two kids. We went into the kitchen while Katya was still sleeping and we made like this awesome kind of beautiful breakfast, you know, for her. And it feels so good to do that. And I think it's so super important for everyone who's listening to remember those moments where you served with simplicity. How simple is to make breakfast in bed? Yeah. You know, how really easy it is uh, to do something that your partner would never expect you to do. That's really cool. I appreciate that. Thank you uh, for reminding us of that, Anil. Yeah. That's really, really good. So, 
So I want the audience to see how Gil looked, how excited he was. Because it's a big thing. It's the small things that are the big things. And everything that we do as human beings, we do for one reason. It's for the feeling it gives us. We have a nice meal, a car, a house, money in the bank, for the feeling it gives us. So ask yourself, how can I create a magical moment right now? What could I do? You know, mm. I've got something, <laughs> I've got something planned with my wife after this call. You know, because we planned it. So honey, after this call, we're going to do this. You know, because it, it creates that fun and it doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be just having a coffee on the veranda, you know, just uh, sharing magical thoughts, uh, you know, reminding, you know, another thing uh, listeners can do, get out some old photos, sit down with your partner and say, hey, do you remember this? Do you remember this? Do you remember this? Do you remember this? That I will take you to a place. Whoever has got an iPhone, I think that the iPhone has that feature that is amazing. If you scroll down into the albums and you find someone's face, it will show you pictures of you and that person and this kind of with the music in the background. It's the most cool feature everything. Katya and I do it often. We just look at like it was our daughter's fourth, like Ellie's uh, turn four. And we looked at pictures of her since she was born with us. I think that's like the coolest feature the iPhone photos could offer us. I'm sure Samsung does as well. Sorry to the Samsung people, but to me, the, the nostalgia of looking at pictures brings back the memories, these shared moments that we had with this person. Uh, that's really beautiful. Anil, I'm curious, it's gonna segue to another question that's very much connected. Where is that balance in relationships? So, you know, a lot of the world is not balanced right now. Countless relationships are not balanced right now because of people losing their jobs, they're stressed in the business. Where is that balance that needs to be found? Because a lot of people are suddenly, you know, because a little bit out of balance, I want to get a divorce. A little bit out of balance, they blow things up. Sorry for the ladies out there. Sometimes you blow things up a little too much and we're talking about one thing. Maybe it's an argument about one thing, but then you start piling everything up from the last five years on the table. So where is that balance? I know we do some wrong things as well, ladies. It's not just you ladies. I know. I make it a lot of <laughs> Where is that balance that people strive for when running a relationship? Because again, it has a massive effect on how we operate outside of the relationship and our business and our jobs. Okay. So it all stems from one thing, awareness. Awareness gives you clarity. Clarity gives you focus. Focus gives you action. Action gives you results. Results gives you momentum. Momentum gives you everything. So you have to ask great questions. What is it I have to change? What is, see as human beings, we're storytelling machines. So for example, my wife, I call my wife, she doesn't return my call. I could make it mean she doesn't love me, she doesn't honor me, she doesn't respect me. Then I make a story around being, uh, around that thought. Remember we said human beings love to be right. So I'm, and I'll make it even bigger. And this is what we do automatically. So ask yourself, what do I need to change? Because, you know, even if you get a divorce, that's not the end of it. Because you are still going to go into the next relationship, the same person. Hmm. And you're going to carry all that baggage. You know, we talked about uh, uh, never giving up. Hmm. And, you know, people give up too easily in relationships. 
I remember I, I, I had a time, uh, I was really upset with my wife and I, I wanted to leave. You know what she did? She grabbed my legs and wouldn't let me go. And I thought, oh my, what am I going to do here? But she wouldn't let go. And I thought, wow, she must really want me. And it completely changed. So I promise you, small changes will create big changes. You know, mm. look at how you speak, your tone. For example, I would always leave the toilet seat up and my wife would get annoyed and I would continue to do that. And then one day she said, Anil, every time you do that, I can't love you as much. Wow. You see, have a look at your tone. How are you showing up? You know, are you showing up caring, loving, you know? Focus on the great things in life. Instead of focus on uh, what's not working, focus on what is working. Mm. You know? And there is always a way. There is always a way. You have to change for your life to change. Otherwise, you're going to have more of the same. And baby steps. You know, start serving your partner. Make them your important priority. And one of the biggest mistakes parents make is this they make the children their number one priority. Mm. If you make your children your number one priority, your, your partner is missing out. But if you make your partner your number one priority, the kids see it, they will do the same. Their relationship will never fail. And your capacity to love and be loved increases so the children get even more love. It's a win-win mm. for everybody. This simple thing will make the difference that makes the difference. This is profound. I, um, so a couple of things you said really resonated with me. So one of the things I've learned over the years is, um, and, and I, I, I heard it from a mentor, but of course I kind of felt it inside of me. In a relationship, many times we try to make our partner better, or we try to fix our partner, or we try to help them become a better person because we don't want them to get hurt. Um, but what I've learned over the years is that uh, what we could do is just inspire our partners and we could just be proud of whoever they are right now and who they've become uh, because they need to go through their own journey. And for me, by the way, that's super difficult to say because I'm a coach, you know, and for me to me see my wife going through a challenging time is the most difficult thing ever, you know, so I always want to be the hero. I always want to be the guy that, you know, takes her pain away. Um, so it's interesting. So, you know, we've, um, we've had to come up with some new uh, habits and new rituals in the family and in life to, uh, to allow us to continuously empower each other. What kind of rituals do you have these days? You know, what are your morning rituals? Like you personally, you as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a father, as a husband, uh, you know, as, as, as a Superman, Tell us about some of your rituals. But you know, Gil, next time she's upset, give her my number. Say, hey, here's Anil's number. <laughs> Delegate. <laughs> I, I, I be... we, like, she, she mentions you every once <laughs> Remember that time Anil told you this? Oh, yeah, because you come up in conversation. <laughs> be there anymore for your lessons to come back. It's like she presses rewind. And like, sound <laughs> on both of our heads. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that we can yeah. have that in general, by the way. Whoever is listening, how cool is that, that you can have that kind of quick replay of a mentor of a friend saying something to you 
that will continuously bring you back to your better self. I think that's awesome. So tell us, tell us about some of your rituals, your habits, you know, what makes you an awesome individual? Well, really it's a commitment. You know, I'm committed to my friends. I'm committed to my family. I'm committed to my wife. I'm committed to my children and I'm committed to make a difference. I'm committed to inspiring a billion people. Then once you know who, what your identity is and your commitment and you have integrity, everything will line up, but it's mm. a muscle you have to exercise. And this is the problem with people. They haven't exercised. You know, if you, if you want to run a marathon, you've got to do the prep. So, you know, the morning ritual is obviously wake up. Uh, I do my eye cantations or cantations. I'm strong. I'm powerful. Today's the day. Uh, it's not about me. It's about the difference I make. I'm here to make a difference. I've got this. I've got the skill. I have the knowledge. I have the power. Today's the day. I will show up my best. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Then do mm. some exercises. I do some Ikoscu. I've got a trampoline right, in my wait, one office. One point for everyone who's listening. If you don't have your own morning affirmation, like I still don't have one affirmation, highly recommend as soon as you get out of bed and you go to the like, bathroom and bathroom routines and all that, open up YouTube. Don't open up emails, Telegram, WhatsApp, nothing. Open up YouTube, go to morning affirmations, and you could listen for 10 minutes. And as you get your whole morning routines going, listen to that in the background, you'll come up with your own affirmation that is powerful. I like listening to other people and I repeat it. Even in the shower, I'm repeating it and I'm believing it. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, like I step into it. That's cool. Yeah. Sorry for speaking in. Some people are just like, oh my God, I wish I had an affirmation. Yeah, you can model someone else's for now until you get your own. Okay, so look, let me get, uh, guide your audience on how to do it. So just write down little things like I am strong, I am kind, I am caring, I am playful, I am funny, I am generous, I, I am great, I am amazing. Just write them down and then write it on the mirror. You know, put a sticky note on the mirror and then just read them out. And honestly, after about five or six days, you can just do them automatically and then words will pop in your head. Today, I am an unstoppable human being. I'm a ninja warrior, freedom fighter. Today's the day. I got this. I'm going to create so much magic today. You got this. I got this. We got this. You know? You can make it up and be fun. What a great start How to the day. How good you be listening <laughs> to that, by the way? I do. That pumps yeah. me up. And have fun around this. None of this stuff is serious. You don't have to be very serious about this stuff. You know, be a kid. Be playful. Jump in some puddles. Yeah? That's cool. I love it. That's yeah. Great. Come back to your, your morning routine. So you get your affirmations going. What else? Tell us some more special things about the day. I know people want to wanna hear this. People are now looking to model and model more happy people. Okay, then I go out on my front porch. I have my uh, almonds that have been soaked and peeled and I have a cappuccino. We sit, we sit and talk, then we start the day, uh, uh, maybe have breakfast. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking vitamins. Uh, oh, you know what? Let me ask a question here. This is very fortuitous. Is this, is this glass half empty or half full? What do, you, what do you say? Me? Yeah. I'm the optimist. Of course it's half full. Okay. So a lot of people say half full. You know what I say to you, my friend? 
It's refillable. Mm. Okay? It's refillable. So no matter what, you can fill it up. You can enjoy it, fill it up. Enjoy it, fill it up. Enjoy it, fill it up. This is the golden chalice. This is your life. You can keep on filling your bucket up. Have fun. Let's in more fun. Have fun. Let's in more fun. A lot of people think there's only a certain amount of fun you can have in a day. No, it's refillable. I have never heard that before. That's really cool. I think it's cool, about that isn't it? Like, isn't it? That's the, uh, I got I to gotta think about that a little bit longer. I'm actually going to have to think about how I can connect this to networking. That's uh, quite special because people ask me about the cup quite a bit. That's an interesting one. Thank you. I've never heard Isn't that it? one before yeah. from anyone or from you. Yeah. Okay. What else? What other routines do you have that are special that we can learn from? And I, 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 I do my calls, but I'm totally focused on one thing. Serving. I must always serve. I must always say yes if it brings me up above my, uh, towards my uh, goal. And uh, something Richard Branson told me was this. We asked him, hey, Richard, you, you, you know, you're very famous, you're very well-known, you're very affluent. A lot of people would want to take advantage of you or, you know, tempt you with things, you know, uh, wherever you go in the world. He says, yes. And I said, how do you handle that? And he said, Anil, before I leave the house, I say no. Before I leave the house, he says no. So he knows what he's going to say. So it's premeditated, predetermined. So I say, the thing I say to myself is this, I will say no to anything that does not put me on my path to serving a billion people. So if someone mm -hmm. says, hey, I've got this great business deal, no. Because it will distract me and take me off the path. Mm -hmm. I will never get into a situation with uh, anyone that could get me into trouble, you know, go in a car that people have been drinking or uh, people are you know, doing something illegal because of my reputation. I'll never do that. And if I do, you know, I'm going to get caught. So don't do it. So it's mm. always say no. And when you say no to one thing, this is profound. When you say no to one thing, you're saying yes to your mission and purpose and passion. Mm. That one thing is profound. Yeah, that's quite interesting, actually, because a lot of people are constantly asking me when it comes to networking, you know, you need to sometimes say no. You need to say no to people who are potentially, you know, sucking your energy or people who not necessarily want what. It's not that they don't want what's best for you, but they don't want what, you know, they want what's best for them and you. They don't necessarily want what's best really for you without them in the picture. And that's difficult because you, you need to learn how to say no, but I like that you switched it around and instead of focusing on saying no, you're actually saying yes to something else, which is quite powerful, ladies and gentlemen, if you think about it. So yeah. whenever you're forced to say no to something, try to focus on the, on the opposite of that and say yes to that. You know, yeah. so if you're saying no to meeting up a friend who just keeps on complaining about me being miserable in life, Go and go to a really awesome networking event and focus on meeting a couple of new people and focus on that, um, which is called networking priorities, which is quite important in general in life. Yeah. Uh, Anil, I'd love to segment a little bit to you know how people get together these days and how they're putting their hearts out there. I uh, you know 
as, as, as a lover of masterminds, I know that you've also experienced a lot of people just, you know, getting into a mastermind, um, you know, position where they need to share something vulnerable, a story, a pain. They need to be able to ask for help. Where does that come in when it comes to relationship, whether it's asking for help from a loved one, whether it's asking for help from a stranger, you know, in masterminds, if you don't ask for help, then you're not really allowing people to serve you so much. People can give you insights and stuff, but you're not, you're not allowing them to laser point and helping you and taking the next step. Talk to us a little bit about that. You know, where does the asking for help and being vulnerable comes in, you know, in relationships these days? Well, it, it comes back to awareness. You know, awareness gives you clarity. Clarity gives you focus. Focus gives you action. Action gives the results, which gives you momentum. Now, um, you know, if, if I'm in a, and I am, I am in a relationship and I see my wife is upset, I'm not going to wait for her to ask me. I would say something like, honey, you're always a happy, beautiful soul, but I see there's something on your mind. What is it? Okay. You can't wait for them to ask you. You, sh you should have the sensory acuity to know there's something wrong. Mm. And if, if you don't know there's something wrong, then maybe you should invest more time in your partner. Mm. Okay. Because um, they may not feel comfortable talking to you or they they're trying to digest it in their head ask them honey what's on your mind i know there's something wrong because you know you're, you're not like this normally you know i'm here to serve you i'm not going to judge you but you know a, a, a trouble shared is a trouble halved let me mm. serve you because you know i want to love you but i can't love you in this state because you're not able to receive I know that you're a beautiful soul. I know that you're caring and loving, and this isn't you. How can I serve you? That's powerful. Hmm. I don't know if we have more women or more uh, men listening today, but um, I think it's important that if you're a woman listening, don't go to your men and tell him, hey, you need to do this. Um, recommend your men to maybe watch some videos of Anil Gupta and maybe get it. <laughs> well, no, because no, but is that true? That, like, we should not, if a guy is listening to this, he should not go to his woman and say, Look, you've been doing it wrong this whole time, uh, which is what some people do. I remember after like a lot of the Tony Robbins events where just one of the couples shows up and then they try to go back home to fix the other partner. Uh, instead of, you know, leading by example, really, or sharing a special inspiring video with them. And I've been guilty, you know, I would come, come home from a Tony event and I'd be rah, 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 rah. And I, I asked my wife, hey, you should come, you should, you got to come to the next one, you got to come. And she said, no. I said, why? I don't get it. You know, there's so much growth. And then I, I said, honey, look, I'm, I'm a little bit confused. Can I ask you a straight question? Give me a straight answer. Why is it you don't want to come? She says, honey, I'll tell you why. When you come home, you're really rah, 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 you're great. But after a few days, it goes. And I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like you. And I thought, oh my God, am I really like that? She said, yes. And I said, thank you for telling me. And that gave me the, the ability 
to be the change, mm. to be consistent. Because you, you, you don't want to go in through this. And I said, yes, you know what? I, I am like that. You know what? So let me go to less events. Let me pick the events and let me integrate it. So you, you have words of wisdom here. How many of you are going to integrate it? And that's the secret. You go to a networking event, you have to integrate who mm. you've met, how you've met them, what you're going to do. 80-20 rule, 20% is going to give you 80% of the results. And it's all about the equilibrium. It's all about focus, awareness. That's amazing. Anil, you've mentioned uh, Tony Robbins a few times. I know he's been a big influence on your life. Are there some other people out there that have been a big influence in your life? Maybe some are still alive, some are maybe not, that you could share with us. Who, who can we maybe look up to as well that's, you know, maybe we haven't heard about or maybe we should pay a little bit more attention to? Uh, obviously, my father, a uh, great, great source of inspiration. He's uh, 88 years old. He uh, does yoga every morning. Uh, until a year ago, he was doing headstands. And uh, when he was a kid, he would walk on his hands, uh, you know, amazing uh, human being. Um, I like Zig Ziglar, uh, Jim Rowan, uh, Wayne Dyer, uh, you know, the uh, philosophers, um, uh, Norman Vincent Peale, Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill. And, you know, one sentence here, one sentence there can make the difference to you. You just have to search. You have to look and what resonates with you one person doesn't have all the answers because we're all different so just read three or four different uh people listen to their tapes watch their videos and see what resonates with you you know write down notes but integrate those and then when you hear something else you're ready to hear something else from someone else and then that's how you exponentially grow nice it's so 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 important you know um this this ability to grow one step at a time, this building the foundations in a relationship uh, and, in, and in business, uh, this open communication approach. Um, I find that I'm constantly seeing it when, um, when people want to build something, when they're asking to a role model, you know, your rituals or what is your success formula? What I have found in my earlier days, I used to look at, you know, people like Tony as a guru. I looked up there and I was like, well, if I could do what he does, I could achieve what he's done. But I'm finding that today, and it's nothing to do with the Corona, but the Corona made it so much more important. People need to find, you know, when you're mentioning all these amazing, great names, you might've probably met some of them. Napoleon Hill is the one that really stuck in my head because he wrote about you know, masterminds in the 1950s, where I'm really a believer that people should start looking for mentors who are three or five steps above them and not 100 steps above them. It's a lot easier to step up to this level one day at a time instead of trying to aim up here and never really know and always lose your way there. What's your opinion on that today and how can people potentially, you know, work with you as a mentor and work and, you know, get you to kind of, Take them one step at a time higher in life, higher or deeper. Yeah. So uh, people come up to me and say, hey, Neil, I want to be like you. I said, no, you don't. <laughs> they said, no. Yes, I do. I said, no, you want to be like you. You know, because when, when you are the true you, you, you're aligned. 
You know, people try and copy what I say or copy what Tony says, and it, it doesn't resonate. You know, get your own content. By all means, listen. By all means, take notes. But say things in your own words so that when you speak, it's natural. You don't have to think. You don't have to act. You don't have to put an accent. You don't have to look differently. You can just be yourself. You know, I, and a lot of people have a lot of problems with BS. Yeah. Belief systems. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, both, but both are quite the same. Yes, really. And, you know, when I coach people, I remove the belief systems and I, and I instill a belief system which is empowering. So you can have two belief systems, empowering and disempowering. So um, I help them with their uh, letting go of the past, forgiveness, creating a future, finding their identity, finding their greatness, finding their mission, passion, and purpose. And when they do this, their productivity goes up, the energy goes up, clarity goes up, they get more done in a shorter period of time. And if there's anyone out there uh, looking for that help, I'd be happy to help them. That's super. I know that you have um, some programs that are individual and you have some programs that are actually for groups. Uh, Personally, I'm a huge believer in groups. I love group coaching. I love masterminds. I know you've experienced masterminds with us in the past. What's your take on masterminds in general in the world? And how do you think they're going to change the world? So masterminds with you, I, I've got to tell the audience this is Gil is amazing. He is the mastermind masterminder. I've, I, I've been to many, many, many masterminds. There is no one quite like him. So if you want someone to, to do anything with masterminds, you have to consult him. Um, because you run it very professionally and very clearly and you get the best out of everybody. And that's the secret, the productivity and the results you get on your masterminds is immense. So what was the question again? Thank you. What's your, so, you know, if people want to work with you, they can come to you individual, they can come to you in groups. I'm a huge believer in group coaching and in, in masterminds in groups. What's your take on masterminds in general? People, instead of like saying, well, you're my coach, let me work with you. Where me personally, I'm, I'm a huge believer in the groups, the collective itself. What's your take on the groups, especially on masterminds? I, I absolutely love groups because uh, the synergies and the connections and the cross-references and, and, and people want to help each other. Uh, I, I just, uh, in a few masterminds myself, and I have a problem, then they'll say, uh, why don't you do this? Hey, I can connect you to this. I would never have got that connection mm. without that mastermind. Mm. And it's so much more powerful. I, I've started some group coaching uh, courses and the synergies are so beautiful. People are supporting each other. Uh, people are flying from A to go visit B and they're connecting and it's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. By all by all standards, masterminds are absolutely the greatest way to get from uh, A to Z. And this is exactly what Napoleon Hill said. Masterminds are the way. Yeah, well, I'm really hoping that more and more people will, will see how masterminds can help them. We see them in very simple ways that uh, alone, I haven't found many things that I could do in my life. Um, I like being resourceful, meaning I like being able to call someone else for help or deal with someone else somehow that way, you know, work with other people's resources. And what I find is the magic in a mastermind, 
that in a short time frame, usually an hour and a half to two hours, people who are sometimes complete strangers will understand how to use each other's resources in a caring, respectful manner that it's all about serving. And for me, one of the most beautiful things is how people actually surround themselves with people that are strangers, but then they end up the call with people who are suddenly mentors or friends or potential business partners or sometimes more. We never really know. Um, it's really, really beautiful. And I'm, I'm very grateful that, you know, you're supporting Mastermind Space. For everyone who's listening and some people who are listening on Facebook, Mastermind Space was created because of COVID. We understood that people in the world needed support to join masterminds. And we did something very, very simple. We identified people's biggest problems, which is, you know, time. You don't have energy. We need more money. Very, very little things that we need. We need this energy from people. This energy comes from love. This energy comes from opening each other, to, opening ourselves to other people. This energy comes from serving people. Time is something that I found that cannot really ever be bought. Well, I don't know if that's going to change maybe in 100 years. Maybe it will. I don't know. But realistically, right now, we cannot buy time. So I find that in a mastermind, in two hours, you could usually get what people don't get in a few weeks, which is amazing. And the third one, which is quite important, you know, I've personally, Anil, and I know you and I have had this discussion. Um, I've never been super motivated by making money. But over the years, I understand the importance and the how more resourceful you could be if you have more money to invest, if you have more money to give others. You know, when I came to, uh, to Bali here, we, we had a really good month in December. When I came here, I met someone that's quite, you know, very high level here in the royal family who expressed some, you know, very quickly he was able to share with me and I like, wow, my heart just poured out to him that they had some difficult times in their kingdom and their family. And within 24 hours, I came to him with, you know, in Bali, the money is quite big, but I came to him with a pile of money. Like, you know, it's like millions and millions, but you know, millions is not that much here, but still it was, it was a lot of money. I gave him really a, a pile of money and it was a lot of money for me and it was tons of money for him at the time. And it was so special to me to, you know, go back home and tell, you know, Katya, my wife, and, you know, how I feel. And she's like, wow, we've actually never given that much money to an individual. We've given money to charities and stuff, but to one individual that a week before was a complete stranger. And I gave it kind of blindly. I just, I wanted to help him. And I, I felt deep down that that money would go to the right place. And to me, that's where this the magical masterminds come in where we connect with people that we could serve we get new opportunities so i'm hoping that you're going to be launching your own mastermind this year is that correct soon enough uh, absolutely yeah working on that right now yeah i have what a few you, events coming up but going to be about to give people a little bit of a teaser well it's, see masterminds are not about anything it's about connecting and the beautiful thing is if we have 10 people around the table and I and uh, person one connects with person 10 they're not just connecting with the person number 10 they're connecting with 10's connections too hmm. so it's not just 10 people it's a thousand people you're connecting to because what, what a mastermind does it opens doors it paves a way for you and your success but it's important that you have a good heart that you have integrity and you have 
pure intent. You know, don't go in a mastermind wanting to take. Always ask one question, how can I serve you first? And if you do that, this is the one secret. How can I serve you first? This is the first question I ask you. How can I serve you? Can I give you a gift? And I'll give you a gift and that's it. If you take it, you take it. And if you never see me again, it doesn't matter. But it's a pure gift. That's the secret. And other people will open other doors for you. Oh my goodness. I, I, I love talking to you because you're constantly reminding me uh, of, you know, things that is wise, things that I should know. It's almost like things that I know from a past life, but then when I'm hearing it from you, I'm like, yes, it's back in place. And it's that one last thing I could tell all of you who are listening from all over the world. Um, masterminds I find are not there to give you something that is going to blow your mind. I think that masterminds are there to put something in our mind that our mind would not necessarily have in those moments, that one day, the one month, the one year. That's what I love about this collective genius, that people would put things into your mind and then your mind will say, aha, uh -huh, I know what to do now because our minds actually want to be the ones making the decisions at the end of the day. So I'm really happy we made a decision to invite you today. I'm really, really grateful for you sharing Great all this here.